Shelby, hold on. Clary's getting you some juice. Shelby, Shelby, Shelby. Should I get her a cookie? No, juice is better. Here's the juice. Shelby, Shelby, you need some juice. You need some juice. Stop it, Mama. Drink the juice. Please drink the juice. No, I've said time and time again that if you come after Joe Biden, you're going to have to deal with me in this case. Have you ever worn the mask? Yeah. One, two, one, two. No, I've said time and time again that if you come after Joe Biden, you're going to have to deal with me in this case. M to the A to the S to the K Put the mask on the face just to make your next day Feds be hawking me, jokers be stalking me I walk the street and camouflage my identity I'm in love with the coco I got it for the lolo I'm in love with the coco I'm in love with the coco Rudy Giuliani was celebrating his 74th birthday, wearing his Yankees cap and his Yankees one, two, World one, Championship two. ring, when what should ring out but a cheery announcement? <laughs> Booing prompted the New York Post to proclaim, Crappy birthday, Rudy! <laughs> I think a lot of fans look at the Knicks as a brand and expect these younger players who, in their, in their lifetime, don't remember the Knicks being good. So, like, I didn't grow up with the Knicks. Well, I seen the Knicks in the finals, but kids coming up after me didn't see that. So, that whole brand of the Knicks to them is not as cool as, let's say, the Golden State Warriors or even the Lakers or the Nets now. You know what I'm saying? It's like the cool thing right now is not the Knicks. When we were invited, uh, I was, you know, I was aware that it, I was going to be surrounded with people from very different views and beliefs. But during the game, they showed a shot of George and me laughing together. And uh, so people were upset. They thought, why is a gay Hollywood liberal sitting next to a conservative Republican president? I'm friends with George Bush. and. In fact, I'm friends with a lot of people who don't share the same beliefs that I have. We're all different, and I think that we've forgotten that that's okay that we're all different. Just because I don't agree with someone on everything doesn't mean that I'm not going to be friends with them. When I say be kind to one another, I don't mean only the people that think the same way that you do. I mean be kind to everyone. One, two, one, two. I didn't do anything. I'm a nice man. I mind my own business. So you tell me that's that before I beat the hell from me. One, two, one, two. I have so much strength in me, you have no idea. I have a love in my life. It makes me stronger than anything you can imagine. I would say that's that, Mattress Man. Oh
But here's one tweet that I loved. This uh, person says, Ellen and George Bush together makes me have faith in America again. Your internet radio dial is in the perfect position, and Race to the Bottom is on the air. Time to sit back and enjoy some refreshing Winslow tea. Try it hot, lukewarm, or over ice. Have it with milk and sugar, or a lemon wedge, or oh natural. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Now that's Winslow tea. A New York City tradition since 1872. Ask for it by name at the tea house or your local greengrocer. Because that's how you know it's Winslow. From the Wilson, why do I say Wilson? It's Winslow. From the Winslow T broadcast booth in slightly overcast Bushwick, Brooklyn. This is Radio Free Brooklyn. I'm your host, John Reed, and this is Race to the Bottom. Ha ha ha! My opening monologue is sponsored by Winslow T. Because that's how you know it's Winslow. And I'm drinking it now, iced. <sighs> Ice, nothing like some iced tea in the morning. Please hashtag your Winslow tea experiences with hashtag how you know. Do that on Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook and Twitter and TikTok. And 4chan. Right? So I'm not going to be flip. I'm not going to muddy the waters. I'm just going to give you a one-pager on what was in that opening mashup. That's what everybody wants to know. That was the Punch Drunk Love theme that we heard for the intro of the monologue. And this is... As always, Bremer and McCoy. I really am in talks with their manager to get them on the show. He says they're not coming to the United States. They have no plans. But I got to respond to him and say, hey, you guys can call in. I don't need you in studio. So, the mashup. Started out with... From Steel Magnolias... The juice scene. 
with Julia Roberts and Olympia Dukakis and Daryl Hannah, Sally Struthers, no, Sally Field. We heard The Mask by the Fugees, which was not in the movie The Mask. Somebody told me they thought that. It's like, really? Really? We heard, I'm in love with the Coco. Which was a big hit a couple years ago, at least here in New York City. Heard a clip of Rudy getting booed at a Yankees game. I was at that game. It's my buddy Dan. I was there. It was an it was an ugly scene. What else did we hear? We heard the intro to Somebody I Used to Know by Gautier. I I you know, I was very sick of that song when it came out, but then I was at a karaoke or something and people were singing it, and I was like, you know what? I think that song's gonna hold up. Heard from Cory Booker talking some big big boy words. <laughs> He's a happy warrior though. Heard KD talking about how the Knicks are not the cool thing right now. Thanks. Thanks, KD. I didn't know that. Heard the little PBS Moog. Little station ID sound. We heard Ellen and Roger Rabbit saying, please. We heard from Adam Sandler and Philip Seymour Hoffman in what might be my favorite scene of all time. But that's that mattress man scene from Punch Drunk Love. And we heard October. I've talked about on the show before how I love early impressionistic U2. They're weird early songs. And I would say October falls into that category. The phone number is 718-928-9732. And you can tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. It's kind of like the double-edged sword of diversity. Right? What you like and what you don't like. I gotta be open to both. We got some good stuff coming up in the program. A little bit later, we're gonna actually have an in-studio visit from Megan and Joanna from Crime Talk BK, which airs right after this show. But they're gonna come in a little early. And we're going to talk about the um, criminal justice reform proposals of the Democratic candidates for 2020. What are they? What are what are their ideas? Right? What are their? Let's surface it and unpack it. We'll surface. We'll unpack. We'll parse. We'll evaluate, and we'll try to come to some sort of consensus. Who's got some good plans? 
who's being a phony baloney and what's missing. So that should be fun. So these mashups that I do, I usually do them beforehand, but I'm going to try to do something that I've never done before. I'm going to do it like a try to do a live mashup here. See if this works. Let me get ready. I'll turn up this Bremer and McCoy. Their album's coming out, I think, next week. I gotta get them on the show. They're from Denmark. They're so good. All right, let me get let me get ready for this live mashup. Francisco is all about, well, you know, gay, gay, gay bathhouses and everything. It's all about round the clock sex. It's all. Come on, man. Come on, man. Gay, gay, gay bathhouses. I'm still holding Round the clock sex. Round the clock sex. Round the clock sex. Round the clock sex. I just don't want to be your president to be your president. I want to be your president to do the job. We talked about this in in, in San Francisco. It's all about round-the-clock sex. Gay, gay, gay bathhouses. Gay, gay, gay bathhouses. Come on, man. Come on, man. We talked about this in, in, in San Francisco. It's all about... Gay, gay, gay bathhouses. Why men great so they gotta be great? Woo! I just took a DNA test, turns out I'm a hundred percent. And that bitch, even when I'm crying crazy, yeah, I got boy problems, that's the human in me. Bling, bling, then I solve them, that's the goddess in me. You could have had a bad bitch, not committal. Help you with your career, just a little. They can't go to Tinder and find a date tonight to find that special person who's going to make the difference in their lives. I want to make sure every American has that opportunity.
dumb it down, Marianne? How are you going to turn it into a soundbite or into a bumper sticker? Like I'm supposed to get shallow for people. I don't want to get shallow for you. You get deep with me. Wow. That was fun and unusual and risky. <laughs> right? I've talked about it before. I think I talked about it on the first episode of this show. I can't get too complacent. I got to take risks. So what did we hear? So did you guys hear about this? I, I didn't watch it, but I saw some of the clips. They had this kind of, what was it? Like an LGBTQ forum, um, forum on CNN and Joe Biden, man. I... I don't know. He he said some very interesting things, including the thing that was made into this remix here that this person did, which is the best thing that was ever put on the internet, I think. Why can't I hear it now? Maybe this just got too mashed up. Right? Yeah, talking about bathhouses and round-the-clock sex. Pretty great. So somebody made a, a dance remix to that. I started off with that. I had some Marion Williamson and some Beto in there. Some John Delaney. Then we heard from Junip, who is a band uh, fronted by Jose Gonzalez, which is a group that I love. They that's them doing in every direction. And we heard from Sam Harris. Not the not Sam Harris the atheist Islam uh, Islamophobe, but Sam Harris the pianist who I first found out about because he plays with Ambrose Akin Mercere. And that is off his record, Harmony. It's so good. I want to play some more of it. Uh, but here's this here's this Joe Biden thing. This is amazing. Run it back. We talked about this in... In, in San Francisco is all about, well, you know, gay, gay, gay bathhouses and everything. It's all about round the clock sex. It's all, come on, man. Come on, man. Gay, gay, gay bathhouses. Round the clock sex. Round the clock sex. Round the clock sex. Round the clock sex. Talked about this in, in, in San Francisco is all about round the clock sex. We talked about this in, in, in San Francisco is all about round the clock sex. Gay, gay, gay bathhouses. Gay, gay, gay bathhouses. Come on, man. Come on, man. We talked about this in, 
in, in San Francisco is all about gay, gay, gay bathhouses, gay, gay, gay bathhouses, gay, gay, gay bathhouses, gay, gay, gay bath, gay, gay, gay bathhouses. Support for Race to the Bottom comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, the Hewing Marion Kaufman Foundation, the Melville Charitable Trust, the Moby Dick Charitable Trust, the Charitable Trust for people who have read Moby Dick, the Charitable Trust for people who say they have read Moby Dick, the Carnegie Corporation of New York, the Carnegie Corporation of Alabama, the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation, the Alfred E. Newman Foundation, the Mad Magazine Foundation, the Cracked Magazine Foundation, the Annie E. Casey Foundation, the Easy E Foundation, the Geraldine R. Dodge Foundation, the Ford Foundation, the Chevy Foundation, the Bob Seeger Foundation, the Boz Skaggs Foundation, the My Uncle Said My Music Sounds Like Boz Skaggs Foundation, the Who Is Boz Skaggs Foundation, the Joyce Foundation, the Noise Foundation, the People Who Say Nice Like Noise Foundation, Joan Croc, the That's a Croc Foundation, the National Endowment for the Arts, the Stanley Foundation, the Angela Foundation, the Oscar Foundation, the Creed Foundation, the Phyllis Foundation, AARP, Alaska Airlines, American Society of Clinical Oncology, American Society of Non-Clinical Oncology, American Society of Partially Clinical Oncology, Charles Schwab, the ConocoPhillips Company, the Wilson Phillips Company, First Look Studios Home Entertainment, Blockbuster Video, Miramax Films, the National Association of Professional Organizers, the National Association of Semi-Professional Disruptors, the American Speech, Language, and Hearing Association, the American SDFU Association, Anheuser-Busch Companies, Dow Chemical Company, T. Rowe Price, Corn Rowe Price, General Motors Corporation, Specific Motors Corporation, National Association of Realtors, Johnson Controls, and the Carey Group. If you'd like to listen to RFP when you're not in front of your computer, please consider downloading our free mobile app for iPhone and Android, available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Also, please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFP events. You can sign up at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash newsletter. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Radio Free Brooklyn is proud to announce that we have launched an after-school program for teenagers to learn media literacy through media making using a hands-on approach guided by local professionals. If you'd be interested in participating or donating to this program, please go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash afterschool. And remember, all donations are tax-deductible. So this is Bobby Hutcherson, Hutcherson, off his album Stick Up. <laughs> 
with the song Verse. And this is brought to you by Me Bottle. Me Bottle is our new sponsor here at the station. And Me Bottle gives us clean, bacteria free drinking water with LED technology. And they are graciously supporting this radio station and the some 80 shows, 80 original shows, which I think you should definitely check out. And, uh, yeah. Let's rock out to some Bobby Hutcherson. Are you guys watching the baseball? I'm not really. Well, I'll watch the Yankees tonight. But, you know, as as we know on this show, I'm a, I'm a Mets fan and they are out of it. But they have already started calling me about next year. These these people in the in the sales office, they want me to buy they want me to buy season tickets so badly and they are relentless. They they call me it feels like every day. Just in asking 
like a lot of questions with that. We got a phone call. Hey, John. Uh, yeah, really? John. Yes. Hi. Hi, this is Keith Delacourt, Master Organization. How you doing? Are you Are you serious? Just following up on 2020, John. We're really excited about next year. As you know, we were, I don't know, three games away from the wild card spot. And uh, boy, we got a good feeling about next year. We want you to be a part of it. How, how did you get this number? Um, is this John Reed? Yes, it is. This is my this is my radio show. You, I mean, you've I been got you down as per Social Security. Oh four one. Oh yeah. Okay. Five, Can you five, not six, read seven, that? Six, seven. Can you not? How did you get and my? I've, I've got. Listen, I've got great news. I mean, I, I'm calling because we can offer you. You you are still a Queens resident. Yes, I don't. I we don't know how you know you a season pass for our city tours. That's non-game day access to all amenities, all features of the ballpark. You and are you heterosexual? Yeah, I'm surprised you don't didn't know that I'm heterosexual. You and whoever you would like. Yes, bring. I guess I should just tell you my wife's name because I'm. Do you have her social? No, actually, if you want to go ahead and give me that, I'll. I'm kidding. How do you How do you know all this stuff about me? How did you find me on my radio program? You've seriously. What was your name again? My name is Keith, and I'm terribly sorry to interrupt you. I I, we can chat another time. Uh, I'm just excited to offer you um, this. Very, very time-sensitive package for our non-game day city tour uh, experience. Uh, okay. Which is, I got to tell you, I don't know if you've had the hot dogs or some of the new snacks, but um, when you sign up for the city tour, you can have as many, well, not as many. You can have about up to three delicious hot dogs. <laughs> and, uh, John, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. So, you know. Give me the credit card information. Let's get this done today okay. once and for all. Well, Keith, can I reiterate what I told you yesterday when we were on the phone? Well, you actually called me during a staff meeting. at my. I'm surprised you probably know which which school I work. You probably know which room number I was in at, at, in my school building. But um, I told you that I, look, I've been a Mets fan my entire life. Um and somehow you you knew more about my Mets fandom than I even remembered, which was weird. But I told you, I I go to about I go to quite a few Mets games for like an average fan. I go to five or six, but you know they how many home games they have? Uh, One sixty two divided by two. That's what eighty eighty some home games. I'm not going to go to that many games. I I'm not I'm not in the market for. I got you. Okay. See, I got this down right now. I'm writing it down right now. So you're going to five or six yeah. a season. Okay. And I have you down as heterosexual. Do you believe in God? Why does that matter? It's just part of the question. It's the goofy logarithm, guys, in marketing. Just humor me if you would, please. It will make my job a lot easier and I can just process 
your city tour package that much faster? Do you believe in God? I mean, if it's a question of whether I believe literally in the Bible or the Quran, no. But I think that there might be some some kind of force that you know we that's beyond humanity. Some kind of force beyond humanity. And do you believe in murder? I am starting to. If you understand where I'm going with that. Okay. Um, well, I tell you what. Um, why don't we just put this call on hold, mm-hmm. and we will go ahead and say that, yes, John will be ordering the City Tour package. But isn't the City and- Tour package is part of the season passes, which I've already told you that I, I don't want... I can't afford season tickets. I don't go to that many games, and I don't have that much disposable income. I'm offering you non-game day city tour. Uh, why would season I pass? Why would I want to go to the, the the stadium when there's not a game? What am I just walk around? Okay. Well, I'm glad you asked because listen to this list of amenities. You will be you will be able to go to the Jackie Robinson Rotunda. You'll be able to go into the club spaces. You'll be able to go into the press box, the suites, to the dugout. You can hang out in the dugout, John. There's a little pit of sunflower seeds. You can dip your hand in like you're one of the guys. That is you pretty can pretend cool. And that you're, you're going into the game. You know, you can do the little monologue to yourself. You can go into the clubhouse. You can go into the Mets Hall of Fame, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and this is free. Well, it, it, once you pay for the package, you yeah. can go as many times as you want to go. So, um, could, I'm a teacher. Uh, could I pos- could I bring my my students uh, for a you know to to come into the dugout? For I'm trying to teach them about. I'm actually a baseball coach as well. Is it would that work? I think that would be terrific. Can I just get all their uh, contact information and I'll make sure that no. I follow up with each of them. And then they're on the list. You can't. And that everyone's set to go with an all-access package. You can't. You can't get their the, contact info. No. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we just keep this simple? You are in room 105 at the... Yeah, no, well, I can't. Nope, I can't. Uh, Keith, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to hang up on you. I can't let you uh, divulge my... Any any of that information of, of where I teach. That's uh that's I gotta protect my kids. Okay. Wow. I cannot believe Keith found me here. I'm sure he'll be calling back maybe next week. Um all right, so we I'm really excited about this. Let me play some music while I get my guests set up. We've got um the um the hosts of Crime Talk BK. Megan and Joanna getting ready, and we're going to talk about criminal justice reform. Uh, Race to the bottom.
With a last name like Reed, you know I know how to read a good deal. That's why I go to Johnny's Automotive to get my car checked and fixed and then checked again. Uh, thank you, as always, to Johnny's Automotive for sponsoring the political checkup. And we've got a special one today. Uh, we're going to talk about criminal justice reform and how it intersects with the Democratic primaries. And in the studio from the wonderful Crime Talk BK program, which airs right after this one. We've got uh, Joanna and Megan. And uh, so let's let's just jump right in. Thank you for being here, both of you. Um, I need to turn your mics on. There we go. <laughs> um, uh, so let's, let's start um, at the top, which I guess now is elizabeth warren right yes it'll be really exciting to see everyone hash it out in the next debate which i believe is in a week or two i think it's in a week yeah i I think it's this i think it's this week i think it's this i think it's on tuesday maybe i'll look it up wait you (laughs) you talk and i'll look it up uh well one of the reasons why this debate is going to be so interesting is because elizabeth warren has it seems overtaken uh joe biden Although Joe Biden's had a series of uh, creepy gaffes. Well, I mean, <laughs> they don't call him Crazy Uncle Joe for nothing. Um, but we've been, we at uh, Crime Talk BK have been keeping an eye on everyone's criminal justice platforms. And, you know, criminal justice, this affects everybody. It's not just a prison far, far away from you. You know, um, we have a lot of, people who are commenting on things like marijuana legalization, but also things like school funding and adding counselors and trying to uh, teach police more social work skills Mm -hmm. uh, to help break the school to prison pipeline. Right. Um, So Elizabeth Warren's platform is pretty comprehensive. She actually has this really lovely medium post Mm -hmm. she wrote that lays out her positions. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it is great, and uh, she's so smart. I kinda, yes. Yeah, I kind of girl crush on her a little bit, too, <laughs> with you. And uh, so let me see. Her main points are uh, just generally decriminalization and uh, lowing, lowering the incarceration rate. These are things that are common amongst all the candidates. Uh, but Elizabeth Warren... Uh, wrote, it's not equal justice when a kid with an ounce of pot can get thrown in jail while a bank executive who launders money for a drug trial uh, can get a bonus. It's long past time for us to reform our system. Fact. Definitely. And so details. Uh, She wants to cut mandatory minimums and uh, mandatory minimums are very hard on a lot of people because they uh well once you're in the system it's really hard to get out of the system yeah and it doesn't also affect your um your plea deals yep it does does it is she addressing the three strikes you're out rules i didn't see that specifically but i also glanced over it she wrote extensively Mm -hmm. on this okay uh, but she is definitely uh, really looking at how our criminal justice structure affects uh, people below the poverty level, but then also people of color 
So she's trying really hard to uh, like bridge those gaps, okay. you know. And uh, so one of those things is mandatory minimums, but also bail bond reforms. No more cash bonds. Yeah. Nice. So you don't have people just languishing. Right, because they don't have the bail. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she's also looking to reform the police and to only target people who are actually dangerous, Mm -hmm. which sounds like, duh. (laughs) Sounds like common sense. But Uh, but, uh, what she's really focusing on is is that our prison system is used as a de facto uh, psychiatric ward. Yeah. Interestingly, I'm covering a case this week about that. Um, Do you want to give a little preview? Well, well, there was that attack, those attacks in Chinatown. Mm -hmm. And he has uh, been in and out of uh, local jails and prisons for some time and has uh, severe mental health issues. And... um, None. Of, it was never really addressed. So, uh, just to for people who don't know, this is the the case of the 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 homeless ki- uh, yeah. killing mm-hmm. that that happened uh, uh, last week. I, I guess last Saturday yeah. morning, and it was four or five. He attacked five. Four died. One yeah. was severely in the hospital. Uh, so he survived, but he's um, he attacked them with all with a metal pipe. Wow! And and and, and beat them to death, which is horrifying in its own right but uh yeah he's a 26 year old um guy with severe mental health issues that were never addressed by the criminal justice system yeah well i mean for historical context i mean my my dad is a is a psychiatrist and and i i just know that basically when reagan came in it was this this move to shut down all of the long-term psychiatric facilities inpatient facilities and move people and the the idea was that oh the private sector or that or that churches or that community organizations would you know help these step people in. or step in but basically that you know the jails have stepped in yeah i mean it's your community doesn't necessarily have the resources or your church doesn't have the resources necessarily to fill that gap it has to be a combined effort um and and one of the reasons I didn't, I just did a broad sweep on our candidates is because I am more, more concerned on a state level mm. as to what, what New York can do and, and address because I'm not really sure what the federal candidates can really achieve at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because that's something that the candidates are trying to address to varying levels of effect. And uh, Elizabeth Warren's plan... Uh, she kind of um, made a nod towards working with the states mm-hmm. because uh, the number of federal prisoners, it's only like 12% of the prison population. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me check that fact. But it's quite, it's surprisingly low. Mm-hmm. Most of them are in there for, for state crimes. <clears throat> and uh, so you really see uh, actually Joe Biden Trying yeah, let's to get to Joe. That. Let's, let's get, get to th- crazy Joe. Uh, so poor Joe, he's really struggling on this front, partially because he uh, is basically undoing a lot of the policy that he pushed for <clears throat> um, during his time mm-hmm. uh, in the '90s, and so he voted for some of these tough on crime bills that are kind of unconscionable in hindsight. 
so his plan is the most <clears throat> comprehensive, and I think that's partially just so he has something to point to and say, no, I promise I've changed. <laughs> um, People but, can change. Yeah, they can. Uh, I'm not sure if Joe Biden's quite the right person. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean... Well, it's it's also hard with Joe Biden. I've talked about on this show that he he seems to be kind of taking a page out of um, our current president's playbook where he doesn't want to apologize for things. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that he's got these proposals. But when in a in a kind of debate format, he he very seldom would just will straight up say, I wonder if he's going to say, you know, I was flat out wrong to support a lot of these uh, the the crime bill the the ninety two crime bill or was it yeah I, um, <clears throat> there was one in I think ninety two and ninety four yeah yeah uh, so you know he can have this uh, all these bullet points but if if he's not being honest with his culpability it'll I I don't know how well it would go over but what what is what are some of his things he's saying he's going to roll back mm-hmm. just a quick corrections corner for. Anyone has to take a pop quiz mm-hmm. on criminal justice. It was in 91, not 92. 91, okay. Uh, so Joe Biden knows he's going to need the help of the states. So he uh, is saying he's going to enact a $20 billion grant program uh, to incentivize the incentivize incentivize the states Early. to uh, cut back on um, their incarceration rates. And... Uh, <clears throat> Other than that, so that's like the main, I think what sets his plan apart is he's really pushing for this cooperation with the states. Other than that is decriminalize pot, eliminate mandatory sentencing for nonviolent crimes and the death penalty, abolish private prisons. I'm That'll be that. interesting. That'll be interesting. I don't know. Prison lobby. Well, I did see that three big banks pulled out funding to, for private prisons in the last month. So maybe there's hope. Let's hope. And uh, then, of course, the candidates have all been talking about the president's uh, clemency power, which Mm -hmm. honestly is one of the few things that they have complete control over and can promise. Mm -hmm. And so uh, all the candidates that I've read have uh, addressed that they're going to use their clemency powers. Uh, Bernie Sanders, no, not Bernie Sanders. Oops, sorry, Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they're very different people. <laughs> I have not had enough coffee. Uh, so Joe Biden says he'll definitely use it, but he has like this very narrow focus. The candidate that stands out the most in that regard is Cory Booker. And uh, let me see, Cory Booker, uh, he wants to uh, just kind of help everybody out. Uh, let me see. He's very loud on criminal justice reform, and he's one of the first candidates to uh, bring it to the forefront mm-hmm. and to release his policy. And let me see. How has his policies changed since he was mayor of, what was the town in New Jersey? Um, Newark. That's a good question. I didn't actually look into that. Because he was pretty tough on crime when he was mayor. But he was also sort of a... Uh, community policing sort. Mm-hmm. So I just want to... Yeah, I think he physically went out there with, with his badge and, and, and kind of... <laughs> his mayoral badge. Yeah. Uh, well, also what's inter- interesting about Cory Booker is is he he's worked uh, 
a kind of a, across the aisle, as they say, with he's worked with the the Koch brothers on some of this criminal justice. I know, uh, and and also with like Rand Paul and and these and there's be, there's the beginning of like this libertarian uh, streak of of folks who who want to end mass incarceration, which you know uh, is. You you take all the help you can get, I right. guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cory Booker seems to be very focused on like the bottom line. Uh, he is really uh, coming down hard on the discrepancies between crack and cocaine, <clears throat> which, going back to Joe Biden, is something that Joe Biden really helped push. So in the early nineties. Uh, there is this uh, war on drugs, whatever. Well, it started actually under Nixon. And uh, really ramped itself up. Uh, well, there was like this whole debate between crack and cocaine. Cocaine is mostly done by white people. Crack is a bit cheaper and was in um, like lower income neighborhoods. And a lot of black people were taking it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they made these like sentencing discrepancies yep. where uh, crack is... Uh, more severely punished. And of course, that's going to affect uh, black communities more mm-hmm. and has led to our really unbalanced. I think it also has to do, um, I'm not an expert on this, but I, I have learned this at some point. It has to do with the weight of the drug. So uh, because cocaine is is um, more pure and unadulterated, it would weigh less. So the same, like, as far as like the amount of crack someone has on their on their their person that they get caught with would be it that's part of the their it's kind of the the weight of the the actual drug is not taken into consideration so mm-hmm. that's a lot of why uh the the crack sentencing is much worse because it's it's a lot more that makes sense yeah um so Cory Booker, really, uh, he wants to um, just go through the prisons and uh, reduce the sentences on nonviolent drug crimes. He also says there's no reason why most people should have a life in prison sentence. So he uh, wants to uh, reconsider cases of people older than 50. And he wants to use clemency to uh, release as many as tens of thousands of federal inmates. That is according to article i think from the la times and so cory booker is really looking into these drug crimes where you get caught with some crack on you and you just disappear right yeah well that's that also leads me to a question that i'm interested in is all these it seems like most everyone except for joe is calling for the legalization of marijuana um but i think joe biden is as well Really? Yeah, everyone. Okay, good for him. Well, but it's or decriminalize. At least. Yeah, decriminalize. But then there's, then there's the fact that what are, what about all these? You know, that's great moving forward. But what about all these people that are in in jail? I wonder if their clemency power will be used uh, to get some of these people who are s- still behind bars because of a drug that now people are legally making all this money off of. Right. That's a good point. I know that New York City, at least, has been uh, giving legal aid to people who have been arrested for marijuana charges to try to revoke some of these sentences. Mm-hmm. 
And I know that we only have a few minutes less, so I'm going to power through Bernie yes. Sanders. Uh, so Bernie Sanders is, uh, I personally find, a very strong candidate in criminal justice, and that is because he has not changed one bit. Like, not a hair on his head has changed since he entered politics. And um, <clears throat> so since 1991, he has been saying that tough on crime um, policies are uh, really detrimental to um, so many people. I think that the only black spot is that in 1994, Sanders did vote for um, a bill uh, that would lengthen prison sentences. Um, that was mm-hmm. a bit of problematic. And Sanders said in his defense that he voted for it because the Violence Against Women Act was part of it. Mm, yeah, no, they I've heard him yeah. say that. So, and that he sense. feels kind of like it, it was, you know... You have to take the good with the bad, bad with it, yeah. Yeah, sometimes. Uh, uh, but let me see. Bernie Sanders is very focused on. Um, he wants to cut the number of prisoners in the United States in half. That is both on a federal and a state level, like across the board. Mm-hmm. I think it could be done, actually, considering how, you know what people are in there for. Yeah. I followed the uh, ACLU, or like I gave them money, so they always have stuff in my feed, <laughs> and they also have. Uh, they they've been asking all the candidates that and they have a thing where they've gotten uh cory booker to uh agree to that and even joe biden uh has promised the aclu that he's gonna cut the prison population in mm-hmm. half mm-hmm. for well, some reason i don't think I don't that's gonna happen she, with joe. yeah i don't think it's gonna happen with joe well either. let's see <laughs> hope springs eternal though and i think that's all that all we 